Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Southbury706. This is Committee Podcast. We got the usual suspects, Adolphus Savage and Marcus Sniffles has returned. What's good, y'all? Back in the building, ready to do it. Hey, you know me. I don't need no introduction and shit. Ride Bentley's around the city on buttons, you bitch. Yeah, so if you're not, uh, if you're new to the Committee Podcast, you know, this is what we do. We chop it up. So appreciate, appreciate y'all rocking with us. So first thing we're talking about is if you're not really in tune what's going on as far as the podcast world, we definitely lost a pioneer in the game. Uh, Reggie Osei, also known as Combat Jack, passed away from uh, colon cancer, which was very sad at the age of uh, 53, if not mistaken. Uh, Quick story, I actually met him one time uh, when I was here in New Jersey. Uh, They had a, I guess, a meet and greet night. It was more like just a get together. Uh, in Brooklyn at a store called Fresh Aesthetic where they sold like uh, hip hop t-shirts, CDs, stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. I was like super excited to go there. I actually drove my car there. Never again. It was like a two hour drive because the traffic driving in Brooklyn was horrible. You know, I had on my little combat jack shirt. You know what I'm saying? I had my J's on. I was ready to go. So I was chilling. I was sitting up front waiting for the thing to start. So I got there early. So they came in. I had met uh, the the co-producer, A. King, is really cool, really genuine guy. Probably the nicest person I've met, you know, who, who does that stuff. He's a real down-to-earth dude. And then, you know, chilling, and then Combat walks in, and, you know, A. King introduced me to him. And I'll never forget, he was like, hey, you know, hi, I'm Reggie Osei. Shook, shook my hand, and, you know, the usual. I was like, yeah, that's really nice. And he's like, oh, and he saw I had a Combat Jack shirt on. He's like, oh, hey. I was like, hey, appreciate, you know, show, show some love. So that uh, was pretty cool. Uh, this moment I'll never forget. Uh Shout out to the legend, RIP. But just for him to be that, you know, humble, like people know who he is, you know what I'm saying? Like for him to still just introduce himself like a normal person and take the time to speak to people, that was pretty cool. Again, I don't know him personally. I'm not trying to, you know, act like we were super cool, but it was uh, definitely an interesting experience. He does inspire myself and anybody who's, you know, of African-American descent does a podcast at some point has to be inspired by this, by this uh, gentleman because of the great work he's done. I've learned so much about, rap history and just hip-hop and things like that from listening to his podcast it's pretty much like a should be like a master class hip-hop as far as the interviews he's done along with being a master class and learning how to interview people because he's an excellent interviewer i did say on twitter that i wish that he would have got the jay-z interview instead of rat radar but that's just my personal opinion i might be slightly biased yes <laughs> whatever but again <laughs> r.i.p R. legend combat jack man his uh his impact will forever live on in the podcast and the hip hop realm. So, if you don't know your history on him, definitely go on iTunes and check out the Combat Jack podcast. Definitely some gems, definitely some great things you can get from there. So, R.I.P. to Legend. For sure, yeah. I, I mean, I heard about him from the uh, from the podcast world, but listening to his podcast, you kind of get a feel for what he's done in the rap game. Like before he started doing podcasts, like being a lawyer and all that. I mean, he he's he's been in the game for a long time and. His impact is definitely felt, you know, throughout. So RIP to him and, and prayers to his family and, and everybody else close to him. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And I just want to not saying he did or didn't, but definitely, guys, if you're over the age of 40 or approaching 40, uh, make sure you're going to the doctor, getting a colonoscopy. I know a lot of guys personally that disagree with it, say they don't want to do it. But it is something that's, that can be prevented. So definitely something we should look into. Um, definitely shout out to Combat Jack. Actually, he was the first podcast I had ever listened to. Uh, South Breeze and recommended 
him to me. And um, I always enjoyed his show. It was, a, it was a great listen. He had a lot of great knowledge about the game that, you know, you may not even know on a regular basis. So definitely RIP to the GOAT of podcasting, in my opinion, Combat Jack. Yeah, so from from all that all that somber shit, let's go to the to the real shit. So, recently, another old powerful white man has been accused of doing some foul shit at his workplace. Uh, the owner of the Panthers, what's his name, Jerry Reese or Richardson, whatever. Yeah, Jerry Richardson. Jerry Richardson. So allegedly, he was accused of uh, making racial slurs and I guess telling women to shave their legs or some wild shit like that. That that by far is like that's out of control. I see you here nor there, but he is saying that he wants to put the Panthers up for sale. So PD on Twitter, you know, made it known that he has interest in buying it. And, you know, we know everybody on Twitter, cool black Twitter is like, hey, you know, it's cool. It'd be kind of lit. And, you know, Colin Kaepernick stepped in. He's like, hey, I want to be involved with this, too. I think Steph Curry also uh, shows some interest in doing the same. So I know on the Twitter sphere, or I know there's some videos I think Adolphus saw that a couple of, uh, People, well, white people, back to the racist podcast. Sorry, guys. God you know, it, dang it. It, it, it is what it is. Hey, this is the world we live in. So there are some people that have some uh, interesting comments, say, about uh, P. Diddy or Puff Daddy or whatever he goes by these days that were uh, uh, quite fascinating. I wouldn't definitely call them fascinating, but um, basically it was a news reporter and a news anchor, and they watched the video where he did like a live stream say, stating that he wanted to buy the Panthers. And they were saying, wow, you know, the guy looks like he just finished drinking a 40 and rolling a, or smoking a blunt uh, prior to making that video. And they were laughing and poking fun. And that just goes towards the stereotype that they have for us. I mean, really, we're going to go forward with, with smoking weed, drinking, things like that. Like, come on, man. We don't necessarily do that. And the guy owns a premium vodka. Why would he be drinking a 40? I'm pretty sure 40s are beneath him. Hey, this man uh, is worth $800 million plus still, nigga. Still. Hey, Jay-Z trying to tell us. And, and and the thing that's crazy is that a lot of the people are probably hating on him. He's probably been rich longer than a lot of these people have been alive or probably most of these people's lives. Like Diddy has been out here cooking for a long time. So just to say that, hey, you know, this black guy, you know, he looks like he's drinking 40s. We're talking about a almost a billionaire that is being disrespected to the highest level just from haters, man. Just from people that don't want to see, you know, us have anything. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to have us in the uh, the all, you know, the, the what's it called? The uh, good old boys club, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that... I, I, would, I would just like to specify something real quick. Uh, for some reason... A little bit of research goes a long way. So a lot of people are saying, okay, well, Diddy doesn't have the money to buy the Panthers. First things first, uh, Jerry or Terry Richardson's only selling his stake. So that's about 54%. So it equates just to $1.3 billion. Diddy's worth over $800 million. Kaepernick, 20 And Steph Curry is worth like 46 to 50 And what they were saying was they're going to come up with like a new innovative way where they can get Diddy the rest of the money possibly by you know how the Green Bay Packers are basically owned by the city of Green Bay and they're actually going to try to do that with the Panthers as well with Diddy he'll be the 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 face of the people that'll buy the subscriptions to own the team and they were saying they're just really looking for like 100,000 people 
at twenty dollars a pop to kind of usher in the rest of the way. So it's oh, definitely easy. some yeah, it's, it's definitely easy. something that he can do. I'll and put like a I, on that. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. Like I've read a, a, a Twitter tweet and someone said, Hey, I'm a Falcons fan, but to own a part of history, I'll put up twenty bucks a year. So I mean definitely a lot of people they just need to do their research before they go on and say, Yeah, you know, he's too broke, he can't afford it. Because he really can. And there's plenty of teams that have that are owned by business groups, like a, a group of people get together and put in on a team. It's not it's usually not owned by a single person unless the team is in the family. So him getting together with Steph Curry, Colin Kaepernick, or whoever to put up money to buy this team isn't unusual. It's pretty much the norm. The only thing that I would say to that point is that if it was me, and it'll be more impressive if he does it the way he's doing it, because with the NFL franchise, I'm not mistaken, it has to be approved by the owners. And, again, it's a good old boys club where there's not that, that too many people. That ain't, ain't going to happen, especially if well, Colin Kaepernick is in it. That ain't going to happen. Well, see, and this is this is my point. What I would have done if I was him, you know, or what I think a better strategy would have been was not to make it known public. I think if it went behind the scenes, got a financial group together, and him be, been the majority owner of the company, I think they'd had a better chance of getting in that way or maybe do the whole bait and switch, be like a, a silent partner, have somebody be the front man and then purchase. Like I said, at the end of the day, money talks. When is, when has Diddy been known to be like a behind the scenes? Well, kind see, of guy? But that's, that's my thing, but you got to understand what you're dealing with in the situation you're dealing I, with 31 I, I, other owners that well, do no, not it, look like you. Yeah. You're dealing with 31 other owners who are in their fifties and sixties, some of them in their eighties and all of them are white except the Jaguars owner. So, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Diddy to get in there, but I I just don't want people to think that being, being an owner of an, of an NFL team takes some sort of brilliance or, you know, it's, it's not hard. Like owning an NFL team is automatic moneymaker. Like the Browns are making money and that team is trash. It doesn't like, it's not that hard. It's not rocket science. It's just not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Like owning an NFL team is a moneymaker on its own. So to say that he's not rich enough or he's not smart enough. Like Diddy is a businessman through and through. Like he knows how to make money. Clothing lines, vodka, signing other artists, music production, TV shows. Like he's literally done it all. He probably has a better resume than most of the people that own teams in the NFL. I mean, look at what Derek Jeter's doing with the Marlins. Like he has no idea what he's doing down there, but he he's, was able he's, to. He's helping the Yankees. That's what he's doing. Yeah, he, he's, pretty much a, he's pretty much a snake down there. But, like, Derek Jeter didn't have a problem getting the Marlins because he's part of the club, basically, because he played baseball. He He's a, the face of the Yankees or whatever, so it's easy for him to get into that club. But for Diddy, it's going to be tough. And like I said, you know, you spent your whole – like, he spent his whole life making money, building up businesses, building up his brand, and now he wants to try to expand his brand by buying a franchise, you know, being the first black majority owner of an NFL team. And it's it's gonna take a lot for him to, to to make history that way. And I mean, you can have all the money in the world, but you you get you can only get so far before people are just like, get this nigga out of here. I mean, I was trying to think about some white people that are with it, like some rich white people that's down with the cause, and I couldn't think of too many off the top of my head that would you know step up and like, yo, dog, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if it was if Steph Curry was the front, like the face, I think he would have a better shot because he is generally a likable character. In the sports realm, you know, he's a, a, a softer, a softer uh, person, I guess, as far as like as far as how he acts, how he speaks, like how he carries himself, even though he's low key a savage. 
but to the untrained eye, Steph Curry is a lovable, you know, cuddly, you know, soft basketball player. Not the abrasive, drug dealing, Harlem shaking rapper that P Diddy is. So I think that'd have been a better strategy. But I mean, again, I hope it happens. That'd be that'd be pretty cool, you know. Turn uh, the Panther Stadium to Wakanda. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 take that black take the uh the, the black panther panther from the movie and switch it out with the logo that should be lit like that should be crazy but i think it'd be cool man i think some the of the thing people- is uh just one more quick thing the thing with uh jeter is i don't think he's a well he he is a ceo but i don't think he put like that much money like he might be on like sort of like how remember when jay-z on the nets it was like everybody thought he actually owned the Nets, but he just owned like one percent of the Nets. So it's kind of the same with Jeter. So it's it's like Diddy, Diddy, if anybody can do it, Diddy can do it. Or Jay-Z. But Jay-Z conflict of interest can't do it. So I, I have faith in the kid. Yeah, and, and just to wrap up that quick point, is I don't see why black athletes, black rappers, black musicians, black Anybody that's in the multi-millions dollars in net worth don't come together like the Avengers and say, hey, guess what? Let's do this. Like, straight cash, homie. You know what I'm saying? Let's make this happen. I just think that's one thing that in the black community we still struggle with is having that type of unified front with, with making, you know, that's a big power move. You know what I'm saying? Because it could start out with one, then all of a sudden we could get another franchise. You know what I'm saying? Own another team. Own another team in another sport. So I, I, I wish things like that would happen. I know... The Jewish community is very good with, you know, getting together. The Chinese or Asian community is very good with things like that. I just wish we had that same type of level of, of, uh, of, you know, being on the same page with things like that. So that that was my my last thing with that. But again, it, it'll be an interesting story. It, it was going to be more crazy if somebody that has like less money or a less, you know, popular group gets the team or somebody that's less qualified gets to buy the team. That's going to be, you know, it's going to be more of the same. But you know, we'll see what happens. So moving on, tying in with the with the whole sports thing. I know it was a big controversy, well, allegedly a controversy with the whole players taking the knee. And your boy Papa John was trying to say that because these players are taking the knee, it was affecting his bottom line as far as selling his nasty ass pieces. Now, for the record, I have eaten Papa John's. Now it was lit when I was little when I first had it, but it's it's not nothing that I'm calling home about. Papa John's isn't so this is not a new like oh because the players in Nilly you gonna slander Papa John's. I do not eat Papa John's on a regular. I probably have eaten Papa John a year, so let's let's not blame on the players. But yeah, he is a John Snader. I didn't even know he had a last name. I thought his last name was John. <laughs> he is a he is stepping down as the CEO in the wake of his controversial comments. Uh, regarding him losing money because of the take a knee protest, which seems to be the scapegoat for anything going on with sports or football. Hey, I want to cancel my direct TV because the players are taking a knee and ruining the game. Oh, I don't want to eat pizza because players are taking a knee. Like, bro, come on, bro. It's it's funny because all the other NFL uh, sponsors, none of their sales were falling. It was only his. So I, I think that has something to do with your, your product and not the players taking a knee. And the nasty-ass chicken wings, too, like Ply said. The, the chicken wings were disgusting. Pizza's bin fell off. All they had was the garlic sauce, and that's even overrated. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever used that garlic sauce. I find that rather disgusting. 
But another interesting point is all these people that are allegedly are mad about this protest is if they're mad about that, then why aren't they mad about Peyton Manning, who put his nuts on a woman's forehead, which is sexual assault, who was on every other Papa John's commercial? Again, the line is, you know, we can have a guy that put his nuts, his fucking dry ass nuts on a woman's head. Well, that's cool. You know, boys will be boys. When you have people kneeling to protest police violence and inequalities against black and brown people or people in general, that becomes a problem. Are they still, are are people still kneeling during the anthem? Yeah, uh, I saw a game last week. I think it was the, uh, uh, might have been the Chiefs. There was a whole group of people still kneeling. So I was like, hey, shout out to y'all. Like, they're they're still here. And they showed it too. That's why I was surprised. I'm like, okay, that's the thing that made it a big thing is that the media would show it and they stopped showing it and they stopped showing the anthem for the most part. I was like, hey, people are still out here riding for us. So I'm like, shout out to y'all. I mean, I guess people are, I guess they're out there still doing it, but they're like, the media is not talking about it like they were at the beginning. And that's that was my whole point last year talking about, you know, a team needing to sign Colin Kaepernick to make all this stuff go away if that's what you want. Because, yeah, you sign Colin and he's, you know, if he kneels or not or whatever, that's just a story for like three to four weeks. But once it gets to like week 10 and the playoffs are on the way you're, or you start looking at the draft and the playoff seedings, all this other stuff, they stop talking about this protest, kneeling, and all this other stuff. They'll move on eventually. Something will happen. It's like I haven't heard anything from the media about protesting or kneeling or anything for like three weeks now. They they knew what it was, man. They, they had to get all that stuff out the paint. It's it's a it's a problem, quote unquote, problem they cause themselves. But another thing is that a lot of the stupid people that will agree saying that that is causing the decline in sales of Papa John's nasty ass pizza is you have things like Postmates, you have things like Uber Eats, which we finally got where I live at, which is the greatest thing on earth. Why would I order nasty-ass, dry-ass, greasy-ass Papa John's pizza when I can have Uber Eats bring me literally anything that I want? When I mean anything, they will bring me Popeyes to my doorstep with the click of a button. Good God. You know what I'm saying? Popeyes, IHOP, Jamaican food, Oof. diner food, uh, let's see, Bonchon, Wingstop, you know what I'm saying? Why am I gonna waste my time with Papa John's and get a cold ass pizza to my house? You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I gonna do that? Like, times is a changing, Papa. You know what I'm saying? Get your dusty ass pizza out of here. Maybe you need to fall back, change your recipe. You know what I'm saying? And get get shit right. Nobody wants that nasty shit. Come with the ass and and come with it. The official pizza of MAGA and Nazi Twitter. Like, nobody wants that shit, dog. Yeah, you you know your pizza's bad when Nazis stop eating it. Oh, well, that being said, yeah, that that's that's filthy. <laughs> so again, one one of the reasons I like having a podcast is you know there's a lot of things we we could talk about, and I want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about it on Twitter too much because again, we have a podcast, so we could talk about it here because 280 characters is not enough to get your your thoughts off, just enough high takes. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. All right. Wait, I I haven't even seen it yet, so. Oh well, you're about to get all the spoilers. You well, might actually. Just... I'm gonna just log out. Oh, okay. Well, we'll 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 get you back in a minute. All right, Star Wars: Last Jedi. So, if you're not familiar with the Star Wars, you know, storyline, it's pretty much about two sides. You have dark side, which is obviously evil. And you have the light side, which is the good side. Uh, it's like a sci-fi thing. You have people in space. I mean. Any, everybody should know about this. If you don't, then you you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. This is a continuation of the last movie, The Force Awakens, where you have a young lady 
who realized she has the forest. You had the the new uh, super villain, which is pretty much the their version of Darth Vader. Literally, the first movie is kind of like Return of the Jedi, to be honest. Like they kind of use the same the same storyline. You know, you got the little Death Star type thing, blase, blase, blase. A couple of new characters. I don't like how they're portraying my boy Finn. He's kind of a bitch, but it is what it is. We have to do, we we have to do get a black Star Wars character. So this next movie, The Last Jedi. Now, before I before I say what I gotta say, it was one of the better Star Wars movies I've seen, with the exception of a few parts. I don't Princess Leia. I I don't know I don't know when Princess Leia turned into Neo from the Matrix, where she can just fly through space after she's been blown up. And on top of that, she's selfish as hell. She didn't think to use her powers to save another soul out there that was suffocating in space. <laughs> she's like, you know what? I'm out of here. Like, White lives matter. White lives matter. She said, fuck this shit, I'm out. Like, bruh, that has to be I, probably... I was, no, go ahead. I, I will say that like the whole time I was watching that movie, that was the one part that kind of took me out of it. I was like, really? This is what we're doing? Because if you watch like from episode one all the way to now, Princess Leia doesn't really use the force like ever. Like I, I I'm trying to I'm racking my never. brain thinking about no. it. She's you don't never, have to it's never it's never happened. Yeah, it's she's never, never used the force, but then in this one movie and in her old age, she's just like, you know what, I'm gonna use the force to bring my old ass back from space and, you know, bring <laughs> okay. myself back to life. I'm like, bro, really? Like, that's I'm how we're going to do it? Of course. you just like, yo, I'm taking my training wheels off. I'm going all the way, deep space. I'm like, hey. like uh, I, I, I could have done without that scene, honestly. That, that and, and, the, and my thing was, that was her out. Like, she's dead in real life. Like, Carrie that's Fisher what I said dead. Too. So I was like, like <laughs> why did you go through all this effort? Like, she was done and she got blown up. It's a wrap. Like, what are y'all going to do with her next movie? She's dead. I was, I was totally fine with that being the way she goes out. I was like, you know what? That's fair. That's a good way. Like, all right, that's hey. that's fine. Like, I can live with that. I would be curious to see because clearly she lived through this movie and you just can't not mention her in the in the next movie. So it's gonna be know, like I, it's gonna be like Princess Leia passed away quietly in her sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After getting blown up and flying through space, she gonna <laughs> die in her sleep. Like, yeah, that's not gonna man. work, dog. Like, so yeah, moving on. So uh, it was cool. Like, uh, it was a little, of course, it's a Disney-owned product, so it was a little cartoonish at times. You know, I had little funny moments and the jokes and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know if Kylo Ren is supposed to en- encapsulize the new generation of emo children or whatever, but that shit's gotta stop. This this dude's over here breaking his helmet, acting a fool. He's getting roasted by Snoke, talking about take that silly ass mask <laughs> off. Like, like he should just be like, boy, <laughs> boy, take that silly ass mask off. Fake ass Darth Vader. Who you think you is? Yeah, dog. and then all right. So keep it on with that. Just just to fast forward in the movie. You know, spoiler alert. Him and him and uh, what is his name? Ren or Ray or whatever the fuck her name is. The white lady. Her. Right. Right. right, yeah. In my head, I think I think they're brother and sister somehow. Like, cause I know in the the books, when uh, Leia and Han Solo had kids, they had twins. They had two kids. So I'm I'm looking at thing where how uh, Luke and Leia could talk, you know, telepathically or whatever. How they can do the same thing. I'm like, okay, they got to be related somehow. Oh, that's another story for another day. But at one point, they were talking telepathically, 
and just like Kylo Ren just randomly has his shirt off. His chest is like <laughs> glistening. His body looks crazy. Like he has a very awkward body type. I'll tell you that. His body, like, is, squir- his body is shaped like a, like Sponge a block square pants. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is shaped like SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes, nipples and shit. I was like, put his shirt on. Damn, yeah, I'm like this is a kids movie. Like Disney, Disney owes us. Who at Disney was like, yo, I got this great idea. We're gonna randomly have Kylo Ren. Sweating and glistening with his chest exposed, like oh, 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 okay, that's uh, that shit was foul. That's uh, that's that's what we're going with, yeah. But I mean, other than that, well, the whole Yoda scene was kind of kind of whack too. I'm not gonna lie, like I feel like oh no, I thought that fit well. I thought that was pretty good. Nah, I don't know. It just seemed like he was a little cartoonish. His CGI looked kind of trash. I'm not gonna lie, like that. Well, they went back to the they went back to the original though, like the 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 uh. Thing they did in Empire Strikes Back with the the puppet, they went back to the old school Yoda. But, but you can't in 2017. You don't have to do that. Just just give us one. Give us the technology. I, I thought it looked kind of cheesy, so I was like, yeah. I mean, I can rock it's, with it again. It's it's a nice little throwback for the for the for the diehards. I mean, yeah, it was cool, but I just I felt that part was kind of cheesy. But like outside of that, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Like the the fight scene at the end was pretty cool. I was kind of. I was about to be mad at the one part where uh, Finn was finna sacrifice himself. I'm like, come on, man. We finally get a brother in the Star Wars franchise that has a prominent role. I mean, we had uh, uh, Lando Calrissian, who's played by uh, fuck. Billy D. Williams. Mr. Colt 45 himself, Billy D. Williams. And he, he, was a, he was a, you know, for the people to watch the movie, he was a, a cool character. But, I mean, we have one that's on the forefront. He was a stormtrooper, you know what I'm saying? He's out here doing his thing. Which I found interesting because the last year people allegedly weren't going to watch the movie because you had a black stormtrooper and then I guess you had a woman star role player. Anyways, I went to see it. The movie theater was filled up. But yeah, I was like, dang, man, y'all can't kill off the only black person. And he ended up surviving, which was cool. But yeah, the, those parts were, were kind of weird. And then the whole, again, more spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen the movie, you want to fast forward this part. So the whole thing with Snoke dying. First of all, they never really explained who this cat was. Again, I don't read the books. I have read some of the books when I was younger, but not to this level or none of the new stuff. But, like, who was he? He just, like, you know, grand open and grand closing. He was here, and then he's not here no more, allegedly. I thought that was a good move to kill him off, though, in the second movie. Just because if they're if they're if they're making a trilogy right now, so if they were to keep him alive for the three movies, then you basically have the same story arc as the original trilogy with the... <clears throat> with the Emperor and Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. So it's basically Snook, Kylo Ren as Darth Vader, Rey as Luke Skywalker. And you have that same uh, theme into the next movies. So to get rid of him in the second movie, you're able to take the movie in a different direction. And it's going to be a lot harder to determine where they go with it because it's like, all right, well, we've taken a uh, somewhat main character out of this. So now it's not going to be your typical Star Wars movie. So I, I was fine with them killing them off. And it, well, it, was, it felt deserved, too. I was like, yeah, he earned that one. Well, my thing was, he's like, okay, well, I can read your thoughts. You're this grand Sith Lord, Sith Master, whatever. How do you not see that he's finna finesse you? Like, bro, you don't hear this lightsaber turn around on, like, right next to you, bro? Like, that's how you can read two people? That's that arrogance. That's I guess, arrogance. but I, I was like, all right, man. It, uh, okay. felt, it felt earned, though. It felt like he earned that one. Like It, it didn't feel cheesy because like he was saying, like, oh, I can see you 
you know, turning your lightsaber and you're about to turn it on. And he, he was, he was turning his lightsaber on to Ray. Like he was the one in his hand was turning. So he did see that. He just didn't see the other one either. Oh, another part that was absolutely utterly ridiculous. When Finn and old girl got caught up and uh, the lady, more spoiler alerts again, just fast forward this part. When the lady went into, you know, warp speed through the, uh, through the building, how did everybody die or was knocked unconscious around them except those two people? Like their stuff blowing up and they're just like, oh, we survived. Oh, look, there's one plane that's still intact right at the exit of the spaceship. Like, come on, guys. Like, I get it's a Disney movie with that. Again, maybe kids don't think that deep into the movie. I mean, like, you can't. Yeah, you this can't is even, absurd. You can't even. This put is absurd. That, you can't even put that on Disney, though. You can put that on any movie. That's stuff like that happens where a building crumbles and it just doesn't hit where the hero is. Like that's that's it, just but, movies. That's just movies. Okay. Well, I'm I'm curious at how they're going to resolve this movie. Uh, I guess it's got to be a showdown between Kylo Ren and Rey. But they've already done that, you know what I'm saying? Like they they did that, and he got he got schooled, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think he wants those problems. Yeah, so it's like, how are they going to resolve this? Is it's going to be again the the rebels against the emperor, or rebels against the empire, or whatever? So I'm like, uh... yeah, I'm, I'm not sure because he doesn't really want to be part of the the first order anymore because he he killed Snook. So it's like he clearly wants to do his own thing, but... Snook. Not not Snook, Stucky. Snook. Yeah, yeah, I mean he's dead, so what's the matter, really? Allegedly. And, <laughs> I, I, I'm curious as to what direction Kylo Ren is going to go to because if he he can't really stop doing what he's doing, like he just can't quit. You know, what I'm saying he can't resign and just move on to something else because they'll probably come after him, and he can't take on the First Order on his own. I don't know if he's going to try to get Ray to join him to take on the First Order, and then he just you know, maybe sacrifices himself to, to kill them all or something or what, but th- like, there's a lot of directions that could go in with this guy. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie with the movie. Like <clears throat> it felt like it was going to have the same type of, uh, the same type of theme where, Hey, you know, it's a last minute thing. We save people, but it didn't really go like that. Like everything kind of failed at the end as far as with their escape plan and things that went on with that. I was like, Oh, wow. They actually, yeah, a lot of a lot of people caught some bodies. Like a lot of people caught an L in this movie. Like not none of the main characters, obviously, but like even in the beginning of the movie, they were dropping like flies. I was like, God damn it! Is anybody gonna make it to this movie? Again, okay. it was a good movie. I I definitely recommend it. Again, it was one of my one of the better Star Wars movies. I think the exception of the parts you talked about. So I know uh, Dolph Savage has put some earplugs in his ears so he doesn't catch the spoilers. But we have concluded that section so you know hopefully you can i saw an interesting article from a young lady on twitter her name is s's gant fellow augusta native so she wrote an interesting story that it it's pretty much common sense but when i read it i still was kind of laughing at it because i you know there's so many memes and jokes about this so 2017 is the is the year well no 2017 the last couple years from the year that i guess the uh, value of having ass is skyrocketed. You know, the stock on that is skyrocketed. You know, you got to have cakes. You got to be thick. People are out here dying for butt implants. You know what I'm saying? Getting butt implants done by fake doctors and pretty much dying. Like, there's been hundreds of people that die from this. 
So uh, singer K. Michelle, she, due to health reasons, she said that she is having her butt implants removed. And they say that people don't talk about the health risks. So according to S's Gantt, she wrote, quote, my butt is so big and my legs are not holding it. So people joke on Twitter and Instagram talk about, yo, like I've even said that Kim Kardashian's ass looks like a meatball on some toothpicks. And you, you can't that physically that doesn't work. Like you can't have something that heavy and have nothing underneath it to support it. Like that's how you can tell if somebody's ass is fake. You have to look at the ass to thigh ratio. If it, if it's not balancing out, you can tell there's gonna be some issues. So I was like, bro, this is this is real. This is a real thing. She said, "quote Maybe if I had a huge butt, I'd get even bigger love." And she said, years after her butt implants, K. Michelle said she's ready to have them taken out because they're affecting her health. She said after severe aching, she went to get checked up for lupus and later discovered her legs were actually too small to support her butt. So I'm like, all right, man, what do y'all, what do y'all got to say about this? This, this is a lot. This is a lot for me. This is crazy. I guess me being a butt expert, I'd like to start out. Oh, wow. Um, yes, I've seen plenty of big butts in my life. First of all, to me, a lot of people that I see that you can tell they have the butt injections, um, K. Michelle being one, her butt looks good. I seen her in that video a couple years ago where she was running around uh, naked in the office or something like that. But it's kind of like it's it's too much sometimes. Like if you have smaller legs, get a smaller size upgrade. I mean, I don't know how they do it, if it's adjustable, but you can't sit here and weigh. 120 pounds with a 42 inch ass like it just doesn't make sense (laughs) i'm just saying it and it's just like people like what was that girl on twitter oh my goodness l breezy 904 can point her out her butt was so big she was just a high price um escort or whatever call girl oh i seen that one was huge and her lips too and i'm just like this cannot be real. Like, it's crazy. It doesn't look good. It's not attractive. Just unless you're white, just go with the butt that you have, you know? It's got to be proportional. You can't have the fattest ass on the planet and then twigs for legs. If it doesn't, it's, it's, it's just got to be proportional. If you got really skinny legs, then either hit them squat racks or put some fat in your thighs or something. But, you know, it's not about just the ass. It's the whole ass hips to thighs area it's a whole little grouping that most men like so you can have a a fat ass if you want to but if you got skinny legs and no hips what's the point yeah and that's my thing i was like okay cool you're gonna get it removed but why not just go to the gym like if your legs can't support it just build stronger quads and hamstrings you know what i'm saying like that's not an option or I mean, ladies, if you're out here listening, if you know anybody that has butt implants, I actually like to talk to them on the podcast. But what what do y'all think? I feel that you could just go to the gym, right? Like maybe that's how that works. Like you just make the muscles around that stronger with again. I never had that. I never personally met anybody with that, but I feel that would be like an easier solution than having them removed because with a lot of women, I don't know about her per se, I'm sure it does help her, but a lot of women use that because I'm clearly looking at a picture on this article of her sitting by the poolside, her cheeks just just glowing, you know what I'm saying, in the most holy way possible. So I know that helps their brand, I know it helps them with promotion, helps them sell records. So I, that's like, where's her career go from here? I don't know if she's a 
great singer. I don't really listen to her music, but I mean, if she's not a superb singer, then she's probably not gonna get the attention that she had before. So again, shout out to BuzzFeed, shout out to Essence for the, the article. It's pretty interesting. So keep representing the city of Augusta well. As I say that, I look at my iPhone and it's funny. It's And again, we all knew this, but apparently Apple is getting sued for slowing down old phones. Like water is wet, you know what I'm saying? Duh. But my thing is who actually brought this to attention where they're at the point they're going to get sued Next thing is, how do I get my piece of the pie? Because I've purchased at least three iPhones. You know what I'm saying? So I feel I am owed at least a cool five hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It's. I, I didn't they snitch on themselves or something? Like didn't some executive or CEO come out saying like, "Oh, we slow down the phones or something, the older phones to preserve battery life or something like that?" Or yep. I don't. I don't know what he was thinking by saying that, but I'm pretty sure that dude got fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said that the performance of lithium-ion batteries degrade over time, which can sometimes cause phones suddenly shut down. So I guess they did it in order to, you know, preserve the other components of the phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, this was like me and Chuck the Decoy, we were kind of chatting about this on uh, Twitter, which if anybody knows me, uh, at Adolphus Savage, or you can follow me at Committee underscore pod. No, I'm sorry, at committee pod. We had a conversation about this and I was like, I don't think this was any hidden knowledge. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I had the the Note 3 from Samsung. That phone was awesome for a long time. It was like, as soon as that Note 5 hit, that phone went to the shitter. Like, it, it is terrible. <laughs> it, it It's slow. The battery started dying fast. And then it was like, I bought a new battery for it. It, it still kind of did the same thing regardless with a new battery. It was just extremely slow. I, just because Samsung or LG or HTC or any of these other companies weren't bold enough to come out and say it doesn't mean that they don't do it. I mean, the, the thing is, it's just like with cars. People aren't really trying to build a car that's going to last forever. They want you to come back. They want it to last just long enough for you to come back. Mm-hmm. Five years, four years, whatever. These phones, hey, we'll give you two years, maybe really like 18 months. We'll give you two years. Go ahead and update. Uh, get that iPhone forever plan. You trade in your phone every year. Never own the phone. 35 or $30 a month. It's like that's the games that they play, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, it don't make any sense. It's... I mean, I'm, I'm curious how it's going to affect the, the stockholders because, again, Apple is like, I mean, the iPhone is the premier pop product along with the MacBooks. So this is kind of all they got. You know? See, but I, I would actually wonder, do they do something like that with the iPad when it gets older? Um, are they doing these things with um, the, I, the older iPods? Because I know like, I found an iPod the other day, like the second generation Nano, and it was like still working. I was like, dang, man, this is crazy. But I wonder if they do that with their other products as well, like slow it down. It, it can, I can see where it could be. Well, they might be using different technology with the older stuff because I, I know I still have an iPod that I, that I got from shit like maybe 10, 15 years ago. I mean, yeah. it, I, I'd have to charge it up, but it still works. Well, you don't have to uh, do any updates. They say the updates is partly what helps slow the phones down. You just had music on there. You're just cooking. Like, that's cool. Like, I actually have a, I bought a, I think 
a first or second, one of the older iPods, the the, the original joints that can hold like sixty thousand songs. I have one of those somewhere that I bought from a friend, and it still works. I just never use it because it's not really in this day and age. Like you can't really like at the gym and stuff like that. Like you really, it's not really user friendly or accessible as far as changing songs stuff like that. Yeah. It's still pretty cool. It still works, but I definitely found that interesting. Shout out to Apple for being a wild uh, assholes. <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious to see how we can follow up on how this uh, how this goes. But one thing I did want to bounce back from last week is, is I know that uh, Marcus wasn't available for the podcast. We talked about disciplining children. So real quick, I want to get his takes on that since he's the only one here that actually uh, has children. So yeah, the, uh, all these videos of of parents disciplining quote unquote their children on in, on the internet and online, it's got to stop. Like. Don't don't put your kid on blast like that. Nobody it's not going to stop. This is the generation of having your camera in your face from a young age. Like it, that's just that's the new thing. Yeah, it's it's getting ridiculous. It's just it's too much. There's no point in putting your kids on display like that. And like the 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 guy that beat his his daughter and shaved her head, he ended up going to jail for that because he couldn't help but put it put it online or whatever. When you do that kind of stuff, when you're pretty much bullying and shaming your kid publicly that that's not that's not parenting you're not disciplining your children in the correct manner to where they're going to learn and you know do the right thing from then from then on out because i mean what would be the difference between him doing that at home and then like doing that in the middle of her school during lunch it's the same thing because everybody's seeing it it's online everybody can see it so why not do it in public like well, oh, there's no well, difference. There's a huge difference because online that's that lives forever. If you miss school that day, then you just shit out of luck. I miss no, I'm, school. I'm, I'm saying doing that, like what he did to her, like on the video, doing that in the middle of lunch, like at the school. What, like, what's the difference between doing it right there in front of everybody? There's no difference. If anything, not as many people are going to see it. It's that's that's basically what you're doing when you discipline your child online and you videotape it and then you put it on the internet it's the same thing as taking your kid during the middle of lunch break telling everybody to look at you and saying hey i'm about to spank my child and shave her head everybody watch that's basically that's essentially what you're doing and that and no one no one would say oh that's a good parent right there he's doing a good job that kid is learning something from this experience and that's that's not the case and you know i'm not i'm not one of those you know you can never spank your child kind of parent, but there's a lot, there's a lot of parents that are really quick to that's their first option. That's the first thing that they do. You know, you know, you got a a three or four year old that does something that a three or four year old kid would do. Their first instinct is to spank them, not to talk to them, not to tell them, Hey, this is not what you do. Let's try to let's redirect or all this other stuff. There's more, there's more options out there outside of spanking. Like there's, other things that you can do. That's not the first and only option. And recording your kid getting spanked should never be an option. Shaving your kid's head like George Jefferson should never be an option. Okay, I'm, I don't know about that. Uh, I think that not, be that's, 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 you're bullying your own kid. That's what you're doing. You're bullying your own kid. You're treating, your kid, you're treating your kid like you don't love them. You don't love your kid if you're doing that to your kid. That's debatable because it's like, hey, man, Maybe this George Jefferson haircut is going to stop you in the future. It's going to get you shot or killed or something like that or keep you out of prison. Because, again, sometimes some of these kids are like, dang, you know what? 
sometimes that's all the worst. Like everybody's not the type that it that learns from being talked to. Sometimes you need a beating. Like sometimes you gotta get your ass beat to learn. Like I said, I'm not I'm not saying that spanking doesn't work. I'm saying well, that I, if you yeah, give so, them if you give them the George Jefferson, you know what's most likely gonna happen is that they're going to resent you for the rest of their lives. They're going to put you in a home as soon as they can because or, they hate you for how they felt. Change their behavior and like you know what? Okay, it's so what, be if, what if they okay? But what if they're one of those parents like okay? Well, I don't want to beat my kid, but he's not getting the message. So you know what? I'm gonna send him to school to fucked up haircut. I bet that's something he will never forget. And next time he thinks about acting up at school or bring home some bad grades, then you know, hey, he's gonna like hey, you know I mean, what? We can get my we shit can the, the thing about what ifs is we can what if it all day. Like nobody knows. All I know is that. That's not what I'm going to do, and that's not what – like, if I saw someone doing that to, like, someone I knew, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say, oh, that's, that's, the, that's the right thing to do. It's, it's not. Like, you're basically publicly humiliating your kid, and when it comes to parenting, that, there, there's nothing in the, in the mystical parenting handbook. There's nothing in there that says, I need to humiliate my kid. I need to embarrass my kid. I need to – to bully my kid for everybody to see. That's not part of parenting. That's not what parents do, at least in my opinion. Maybe some other parents feel like, hey, I got to publicly embarrass him like this to get him to act right. In my opinion, if you're putting a George Jefferson in your kid's head, then I feel like you've, you're, you're not fully prepared to deal with children. You don't know, you don't, you don't know the other options out there, and you're just kind of lashing out trying to embarrass your own kid. Because you know, like you can, you can cut your kid's hair like that. You send him to school, uh, he's gonna get roasted for days. And you're and, and, <laughs> rightfully so. Rightfully so. And whatever happens after that is on the parent. Because you did that to your kid. You decided to put your kid in that environment. And and kids, kids nowadays, especially with the internet and memes and all that, that it's gonna be really. He can, he's going to be an internet meme that's gonna be retweeted to death. You know what I'm saying? So if we, yeah, if we're gonna, no, 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 if yeah, we're gonna, maybe for if we're, maybe for a week, but the next story will if, come out. Like if he's in like if he's in high school, like for that school, and you're that meme going around in that school, your friends and classmates are gonna be tweeting about that. That's gonna be there for a good little bit. So if we're gonna do this whole what if thing, what if you give your kid the George Jefferson haircut? He goes off to school. Someone snaps a picture, puts a funny meme caption on there. It gets retweeted, goes viral. People can't stop making fun of him, and that kid kills himself because yep. he just couldn't deal with it. So now who's that on? That's not on the kid. That's not on the other kid. That's on uh, the know, parent. Maybe should no, be a that, more no, 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 no. Okay, well we're we're not. I'm not gonna. I'm not asking a kid to be mentally tough to handle um, going to school with a George Jefferson haircut that his parents gave him. That's not his fault. That's the parents' uh, fault. Shaving a girl's hair. Well, he shouldn't have been a badass little kid in the first place. So okay, well maybe the parents should do a better job at parenting their kids instead of giving them a George Jefferson haircut as a joke. Because it's not a uh, joke when you send your kid off in that environment. It's not funny. You're bullying your own kid, and anything that happens to that kid as a result of you cutting his hair like that is on the parent. That's that parent's fault. Uh, all right, whatever. I mean, I know, I know, I know You're you. Seven. I know you expect kids to be mentally tough at the age of fifteen, but every kid's not like I do. They were they were kids out in Vietnam, you know, in the shit at seventeen. So I don't hear that. But Mr. Savage, you had a couple of thoughts. No, nah, I just agree with him. I don't have any thoughts. I, I think that when you talk about public humiliation and 
putting your kids online for everybody to see. And even the way they did the girl, that was that that was wrong. Why are you shaving yeah, that, your hair? That was a different situation. Me personally, okay, that was wrong, but I don't okay, so let's say he did give him the George Jefferson. If he just shaved his head bald, does that change anything or no? Why why do you have to shave the kid's head bald? But actually the girl, well, well I guess we're not gonna talk about the girl, but even the, the shave your kid's head bald thing, I just don't agree with that. I mean, I've seen where people will post it viral and like the kid will have uh, wicks or dreads or something like that and they'll make them cut them off or cut cut them completely bald. You know, kids get make, made fun of for being bald. Hell, adults get made fun of for being bald. It's just too far. Don't do it. How is that too far? I know a guy shot the homie. I'm not going to, well, shit. Shot the flag. I know he got in trouble. He used to have long ass hair back in the day. And he, uh, I believe he cursed out his little brother at the dinner table. And them, that long ass hair was cut the next day as a form of punishment. And, and, and I, I, I hear, wonder, you know what I'm saying? Wonder, like, how does that feel about that now? Like, okay, but they, they didn't cut his hair into the Hulk Hogan, though. They cut it off. They cut it and it was even well, all the way I, but around. But I just said that. What if you just cut your head, kid, head, your kid's hair bald? Like, That's, is that equally bad or you can't cut your head you can't cut your kid's hair for punishment like i don't agree with where's the that. line at like what what can you do you can i mean i'm just saying it's not i don't have kids but i, I wouldn't make them cut their hair or, or even like i've i've seen in, in my lifetime where they'll like buy a completely different set of clothes or some bobo shoes and make them do all that don't don't embarrass the kid don't do that um i would like to know from this flag person uh, does he still have resentment? I mean, I know it's probably been a, a few years, but I'm sure he's still like, man, why the hell? You know, I understand I cursed at my brother. Why the hell did they have to cut my hair off as a punishment? What did my hair do to them? Well, I bet he never dropped an F-bomb at the dinner table again. I bet you that. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes some of these actions will teach you like, hey, they will correct your behavior. Like, again, sometimes you have to get roasted to see the light. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. I'm pro-roasting. Oh, what were your thoughts on the Keaton situation since you weren't here, since that ties into bullying also? Because a lot of people got exposed on that. Are you talking yeah. about me or? Oh, okay. Talking yeah, about I, I think the internet just got, it just moved way too fast on that one. Because, I mean, at first it kind of started off as like a heartwarming, oh, you know, anti-bullying story. But For the then record, after, I didn't give a fuck about that story. I, I didn't either. I didn't even I click on the video. Like, I was like, get this retired looking dude off my time. I never, I, I mean, never, slow person. I've, I've, Sorry. Yet to, I've yet to watch that video, but but I've seen it scroll down the timeline so many times. I've just passed it. I'm just like, I don't even care what this kid has to say because I've seen it so much. But, uh, like, I thought it was just, you know, a heartwarming story or whatever, anti-bullying, all that stuff. But as the internet does, they'll find out where you live at, you know, what you've been doing, all this other stuff, and they will turn any heartwarming story into some racist-ass trailer park tragedy. And, hey... If, if if that kid did what he did, then maybe he deserved to get bullied. <laughs> like exactly, and I definitely roast. I roasted him on Facebook. I roasted him on Twitter. I roasted him in, ch in chat and group chats. Like we're here for the jokes. Like bro, come and, on. And, you, and that's and that's another thing. Like it, it falls back into the whole you know recording your kids. If your kid is sitting there crying, why are you pulling out your phone to record it? Like I understand. I understand. Me popping. She's I, trying to get that sixty. That sixty. I mean, <laughs> I understand we're in the internet age and this, you know, cell phone, you got to post everything, but it's just like, there's certain things that shouldn't be recorded. Like I'm not going to record 
my kid going through a traumatic experience. He's obviously hurt by this and it obviously affected him in a negative way. But let me, let, let me get my phone out real quick. Let me make sure my angles are right. And can you say that again? Can you speak up a little bit? Can I get more tears? Like it's just a bad look. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how the story got picked up so quickly. I don't know why the story went viral so quickly because I know like a week before, like maybe even two weeks before that story even came out, I read a story about a, like a 10 year old black girl that killed herself from like some, uh, some kids were bullying her and it was like recorded or something. And I I don't know what happened, but I saw that story. That story kind of just came and went and then this happened. And then this, like everybody just grabbed hold of it and ran with it. So I don't, I don't know what happened. To me, once again, it's athletes, celebrities, or anything like that. They pick it up, and it's like they do no research on the story. Just like, what was that story we did a couple of weeks ago about that girl that murdered, and everybody thought she murdered her pimp, but she didn't. And it was like the same thing. All these people picked it up. It blew up, not swept under the rug. People forgot it. It just happens. And, And nowadays with people... They're looking for any opportunity or window to become internet famous, make money. I mean, the girl essentially, in a matter of four to five days, raised up almost $60,000 saying it's for presents for Keaton. Why do you need over $50,000 in presents for Keaton? Like, come on. That's for, a, that's for a new meth lab. Let's let's keep it a bug. Definitely. They were going to cook meth. Yeah, and, and they, they keep saying like, oh, well, we don't have any proof that he called those kids the N-word, but there's actually no proof that he was being bullied either. So, I mean... Hmm, I never thought about that. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, that. like, they said there was a bullying incident, but we haven't seen him being bullied. So, well, look at his face. He probably hasn't been bullied his whole life. Yeah, I'm not saying well, he hasn't he been. He has that little thing that the incest kids have, that little... No, nah, he looks like, looks like he's from the Goonies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> hey, when your mom and dad are brothers and sisters, what can you do? Right. Out there using mayonnaise for lubricant. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you said mayonnaise is aphrodisiac. Oh, Lord. Let's get the evil. Let's break out the, the helmet's mayonnaise. Let me spread it out your cheeks, mom. Yeah, Anyways, he, probably, yes. he, he probably had that stuff coming to him, like, yeah, I mean, it's like you look at but the picture, again. you see the you see the Confederate flag, you see the trailer park, you see the kids that kind of you see the parents that look like their siblings. It's kind of like you put two, no, and two your together. Sister had a pistol in in the picture, like she was strapped up, she was ready for action. That's how I go, man. Hey, hashtag MAGA, hashtag say that. But yeah, I, I found that was interesting. You know, again, the kids these days, man, look. I get it, but man, if you get bullied, sometimes you have to, you know, shoot the fair one. You know, you have to shoot a fade to somebody, man. God bless, you know, raise mentally strong kids to the best of your abilities, monitor their activities. They are getting bullied, you know, step in as a parent, you know, get the administrators involved and do what you're supposed to do as an adult. So, And if they are the bullies, step in and do something because that's not good either. That's actually worse. Yeah, make sure your kids are out here bullying other children so but yeah i know what uh, people i don't want to talk about that i know people saw like the the weird shit in the sky they thought aliens were coming it was really just like uh spacex shooting off satellites 
you know, Elon Musk doing his thing or whatnot. So the, the whole aliens thing is another topic for another day. But I think that's I think that's all I got, man. Y'all got any shout outs? Nah, I don't have anybody to shout out. I mean, just you know, shout out to the you know what? Shout out to Adolphus's internet right now because it's 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 flawless right now. He's really doing his thing today. He's really he's really glowing. He's you know he's really glowing. I appreciate that. Uh, as usual, I want to shout out to Trill T. Y'all check out uh, go drink Trill Tea. Just Google it. You know, get your tea on. Winter time is coming. Stay warm. Keep your keep your hands warm. Check out the culture blog. Also, they actually have some real good art. Check out the real. Shout out to it's Tribbles. You know, she's trying to do some work. She's done some work with the blogs. Also, shout out to Gift Queen, who I do the Falcons podcast. Y'all can check that out too if you're a Falcons fan. Shout out to Chet Decoy. Shout out to KJ at Dallas Kid and everybody else who rocks with us. Trying to do some big things for 2018. So I appreciate y'all to listen and support us. Definitely drop a review on Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. Oh, don't forget Crafty Cakes. And I don't know if you mentioned her. The, with the bomb-ass bath bombs, I'm going to get yeah, one. Yeah, I'm going to have to get me one for Valentine's Day, for sure. I don't know if they're, you know, appreciate y'all rocking with us. A shout to El Chapa, who is AWOL. I don't know what she's doing. She's, uh, you know, she's probably checking her DMs. Well, she's celebrating her, um, some of her family members in Puerto Rico finally got power, so shout out to you, El Chapa. Yeah, shout out to 45 for you know, putting the entire uh, continent or not continent, shit, I'm tripping, putting the entire uh, landmass of Puerto Rico on his back, you know, through those paper towels was just vigor. And now he just flipped the switch, got the power back on. So shout out to 45 for, you know, holding it down for his people out there. This committee podcast, we out. Peace. <laughs>